0: Just when you thought you could get too much Nicolas Cage, a film comes along and makes you realize there is never enough Nicolas Cage. That's right, it's an unbearable weight of massive talent.
1: The first rule of Fight Club is
2: you do not talk about Fight Club.
0: Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room.
2: This is the flesh room. Axel, Axel. I know kung fu. Hey, mother. They're here, all
0: I ate his liver with some fava beans. I nice not Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Show me the money. I drink your milkshake. The Snazberries taste like Snazberry. How do you like them, Max? All right, all right, all right. These go to 11. I'll be back. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown.
1: It wasn't the airplanes, it was beauty killed the beast.
2: Welcome everybody to Pop Culture, I am Scott, I'm Jason,
1: and I'm Monica.
0: <laughs> you started laughing straight away. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> waiting for of someone to and, like, and you just can laugh. Monica, <laughs> what the <fuck> could... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, The unbearable weight of massive talent, what a gift. The gift, of... you know what? you know what, this whole Russia-Ukraine business, we send this movie over there, we get them all to sit down, watch it together, problem solved. Along with Paddington too. And Paddington yes. too. Um, I, I i had a feeling I was either going to love this movie or hate this movie. Like it, 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 To me, it was going to go either way. It was either going to be the masterpiece that we as a race deserve <laughs> or just a mess. I am grateful for the unbearable weight of massive talent, for all the Nicolas Cage jokes we've made on this podcast, for all the Nicolas Cage memes that have plagued the world for a long time, for every video of him losing his shit on YouTube. <laughs> this is just... I think him paying us all back for the love.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I. my position when I went into this was... I was thinking, I might enjoy this for its trashiness. That's sort of what I assumed when I was going to go and see it. Um, I never really expected a lot from it, but I thought it's going to be funny, fun sort of idea where you're watching something that's bad and you laugh at it. But I was totally awestruck by what I saw because <laughs> there was so there was so much in it that you would not expect in a film that's would appear like a vanity project, but it's not. And I'm going to say that straight out. It's certainly not doing that. I mean, it is making fun of himself and him as a celebrity and everything like that. But at the same time, it had a proper story running through it and other characters which were just as endearing. And um, I, I was floored by it. I, I was actually quite surprised how good this film was.
1: Yeah, I I was not sure what to expect. Um... I'm A massive fan of Nicolas Cage. Um, say what you will and about him, the man's a chameleon, are,
2: as we all should. He's awesome.
1: But when we got into the cinema and the movie started, I'm like, Yes, this is <laughs> everything I've always wanted. It is a buddy comedy, it is, you know, a scathing commentary on the film industry. It's a spy movie, it's absolutely everything, and at the center of it, you have. I think one of the craziest people to ever grace the silver screen (laughs) whose face and voice is just so expressive and he's just so captivating to watch and everything that he does. So yeah, what a blessing of a film.
2: (laughs) It was like strangely understated too, like when he was playing normal, like he had moments of like crazy, but compared to what we, what we, we normally can see from Nick. it was
1: a strangely measured performance
2: yeah like like uh, it was like oddly haunting in places (laughs) um but i think as amazing as he is we're going to talk about it more i'm sure this movie would not be as brilliant as it is without the just incredible sweetheart that is pedro pascal acting opposite him (laughs) My sweet baby. <laughs> like the sincerity in the majority of his dialogue and sort of like that love. I think we all have for like film, especially when there's that one thing you're really excited about or really passionate about. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, he plays it so well.
1: He's like um, a human love letter to all those sorts of movies that we grow up with. And he's yeah. so sweet and so charming and so polite and you know he always addresses nick Cage as nicholas cage and it's just hilarious and it's just so funny and the relationship that fosters between the two of them as the movie goes on it's just delightful to watch
0: yeah and it comes with the surprises too so this this is where i found the film was not only really cleverly done with the characters and the acting the the actual plot is good around a bit and you're sort of a bit surprised where it's heading um and yeah the pedro pascal was quite amazing in this and it's sort of weird because i just previously seen the bubble and it was just a waste Mm. of his time i think and everyone else's Mm -hmm. Um, but then you watch this and you just see how good he is Uh, and Nicolas cage was playing more nuanced moments throughout a lot of it but then also playing the wild Nicolas cage that we expect in that uh sort of i guess Inner voice (laughs) version of himself, like Wild at Heart or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Whooping and, you know, throwing his head around. (laughs) Punching himself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, my absolute favorite part of the movie is when um, they both, um, Nicholas Cage and Harvey, they drop LSD and (laughs) they think they're being followed by the old couple and they have this moment on (laughs) this this brick wall. (laughs) And it's. I could not stop laughing. It is just hysterical. And like the... so much heavier than you look. <laughs> and then it just turns turns out that he can just walk around the whole thing, and they just yeah. go through this huge dramatic moment. And Nicholas Cage is like screaming at the top and crying, being like <laughs> "Damn you to hell!"
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. And uh, there's so many between them. There's so many just hilarious moments. Mm-hmm. Oh, and when
0: they're going to shoot each other too
2: yeah oh. those are my guns no these are my guns yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh when they swap shoes
0: yeah <laughs> that's a part of that scene yeah it's just yeah. Prior to it yeah um so that that is weirdly authentic relationship they had in, mm. in in a really absurd situation though so it sort of mixes this really well um which i guess is what you want film to do you want to get carried away with something that's uh, not real but then at the same time they brought ground it down to some reality in terms of their relationship with each other mm-hmm. uh, really really well done just trying to think of the the um the way the plot works as well it's sort of a bit clever because you've got a bit of a um red herring and yes mm, yes the grows character and uh it was interesting having that happen because you sort of go, oh no, it's going to have to go that way in the end, and mm. again you get surprised a bit. So
2: yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and been- in like a way that I was, I was like, okay, cool. I don't feel like it was a cop out or anything. It was, it was no, not at all. Not no, at no, all. no, not at all. And yeah. it
1: shows that Nicholas Cage, the character in the film, is an excellent judge of character because he says when he's recruited by um, Tiffany Haddish an and the other guy, <laughs> I'm, I'm an actor, and um, he's not that guy. He just—he yeah. just inherently knows he's not that person, oh, and he I'm was ra- right. I'm
2: great at reading people; it's part of my gift.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's not? Part oh, that Oh, that scene
2: where he like tries to like g him up with his passion. Like they're chasing yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes into character. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or when um, he is—he um, accidentally touches his forehead with the poison um, pad, which is hilarious because that shows that Nicolas Cage is actually a really good physical comedy actor. But um, when he sort of passes out on the floor, um, the agent really cleverly just says, and action, and he just gets right back up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Stabs himself with the adrenaline.
1: He, he does a full
2: Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Uh, Are you were mentioning something
0: about this? Because I I was saying it's not a vanity thing because we're talking about Nicolas Cage constantly and Mm. um, we're talking as well when we looked at some of the reviews that were negative about it. Um, I believe they didn't get the joke in that
1: Mm.
0: it isn't a vanity project for Nicolas Cage. It's someone had the concept and he got pulled into it or drawn to it in whichever way Um, because it... (laughs) it sort of makes fun of him but uh more in a a nuanced way that like he's a normal person as such Mm. that's where it's making fun of him he's sort of not meeting the needs of a family and that's why it's as you said it's strangely haunting because he plays it authentically in spots yeah Um, but then you were telling us something about that scott
2: (laughs) so yeah when this was initially pitched and I, I couldn't, it's the most insane thing I could possibly imagine. They approached Daniel Day Lewis to play Nicolas Cage.
1: <laughs> I mean, if there's anyone who <laughs> could <can> do it. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it's true. I don't think I would imagine, like, because he's one of those, like, method weirdos. Like, Daniel Day Lewis wandering over the set. <laughs> <laughs> stalking the, and the real producers Cage. were like you can't do it without Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage.
1: You you can't and I, I think it's a perfect balance between caricature and you know um I guess a jobbing actor you know yeah he does that film but you know that film pays the bill and um he's interested in passion projects <laughs> and he's work. considering retiring you know it's his work it's his craft it's his art you know
2: <laughs> yeah he just yeah none of it feels like it's it you know it's, it's him t- talking about himself and from it's like well, I've been, we've just been watching a lot of interviews with him lately i don't think he's that kind of guy
0: it, it's not self-promoting right? yeah
2: but that's that's how i sort of see it like
0: you can get films where actors are the producer director and they make a very self-promotion film where they're playing another character they're not even playing hmm. themselves but they're making sure they're front and center they're... the main part of the whole film whereas he's just a cog in this film he's not the main part yeah um it's quite amazing how they balance that so well i mean yeah you could call him the protagonist and he is the driving point behind it but everyone around him is well balanced against it and it's quite amazing
2: yeah
1: yeah i (laughs) I don't really have much more to add to that, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. And you can tell he's more of a cog in this because whoever, you know, wrote this, um, you know, went and did a whole bunch of deep dives on Nicolas Cage's career. That Captain Curly's mandolin freaking reference out of nowhere I was like,
2: whoa, <laughs> we're going deep
1: into the catalogue.
2: <laughs> Great. Underrated. Underrated. <laughs> <laughs> No, it it just yeah, it um is a is that is a cult classic.
1: Yeah.
2: We watched it birthed.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely.
2: I think this is is one of those movies that people are going to be talking about for a long time and it was it was nice to laugh that much. I don't think I've laughed that much in a movie for a while. Certainly not by the last comedies that we reviewed.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I was I was so lucky. There was only um, two of us and um another couple in the whole cinema when we went to go see it. So it just felt extra special. It was yeah, it was great.
2: The was
0: unbearable- actually about the audience. I was surprised at the audience I was with. It, it's sort of the I'd say they were older than me a lot, a good chunk of them. Okay. Um, which was I just remembered that because you mentioned going into the cinema. Um, because I went sort of early. There was a lot more people, but. Um, yeah, it was quite an older audience, so there's this older appreciation, I guess, for him, and um, everyone was laughing, that's for sure. So, well, he's sort
2: yeah. of like they keep making the joke, you know, we're back, not that we went anywhere. He, yeah, and not, I mean, he's been prolific, there's no, there's no questioning the uh the output mm. that that this man has <laughs> he yeah. makes like a movie at like Fortnite it feels like mm. but he's sort of like i don't remember the last nick cage movie i saw at the cinema that wasn't the croods 2 <laughs> like force acting you know what i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. or um <laughs> i haven't seen the fucking croods 2 like like yeah he was in spider-man and this, like, like and Crude's, like, like doing voice acting. But I don't remember the last time I saw. Her. And I, if I took a punt, I'd say like the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Like, I feel like it was that long ago. Wow. Oh yeah. Like I, remember I just that remember that the last Nick Cage movie that had like a big cinematic release and was a big movie.
1: Yeah, the last few that I saw were on a streaming service, and one was um he was a Templar knight, and they he went on a quest, and there was a witch in a cage, and very very Season, bizarre. movie. Of but the Witch*. That's the one. <laughs> Loved it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he brings he brings something and I think it's because even in movies that you could be like oh this looks like a piece of shit he never phones it in
1: no at least you get a hundred and ten percent performance on this man that
2: man is committed mm. like there's one film of his I need to find the name of it we need, we, we probably should should review it at some point it's called Jiu Jitsu um, it was a box office bomb. It made ninety nine thousand dollars at the box office. Um, Cage is a what is it? He's a ninja. Yep. Uh, who teams up with a bunch of other martial artists to ward off an alien invasion? Oh, I gotta <laughs> <to> see <say> that.
1: <laughs> that sounds amazing.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I guess um, the other thing is because he's so prolific in terms of doing so many films and a lot of them are director video or director streaming now is Mm. probably a better term, but um, that probably has sort of lowered uh, a lot of people's expectations of him as well. So he probably doesn't draw the same way as we expect. He's got a big cult following, that's for sure. Mm. I've got lots of friends who just absolutely love Nick Cage's films and they'll watch every one of them without problem. And they've got the little sequin pillow that you see in the, in the
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> He's definitely had a little bit of a I think a little bit of a resurgence, especially with like like Mandy, um Dry Angry, Willy's Wonderland, these three like him being kind of like the action horror films have like seemed to really people well, they're critically acclaimed and people really love them
1: i think kickass was a really um big one for him as well
2: yeah you remember, yeah yeah, yeah you remember, maybe that was the last nick cage movie i saw in the cinema he was he was and he was fantastic in he was
1: it. fantastic yeah really really good in that in that role
2: and i mean people sh- sh- shit on him <laughs> like he, he is sort of uh, you know i don't know divisive maybe
0: well, I think it comes from that. Like I said, he's, he does a lot of B movies, um, and in those movies, he hams it up. But then, you know, we're, we're talking about an actor who can go from amazing subtlety and, you know, quite extreme ranges of acting to just mm. being a a meme of himself. You know, it's it's it's, it's such a strange. Phenomenon that is Nick Cage in terms of that as an actor and personality because he's not a person who promotes himself as such.
2: He he has no social media presence or anything like that. He just he's just
1: a meme with an Oscar, (laughs) (laughs) really. Yeah,
2: he is an Oscar winner after all.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Moonstruck, yeah.
2: Um, (laughs) Uh, leaving Las Vegas, what are you talking about?
1: Was it Moonstruck that
0: he got the Oscar? No, it was Las Vegas. But yeah, I mean you're giving examples of films where yeah, he's getting serious and does serious roles and mm. um, Conair.
2: Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> I love that movie. I love that so movie <laughs> so much. That's like that is one of my it's like top shelf action movie. That is Michael Bay's only good film. Good film.
1: Yeah, agreed. <laughs>
2: Look, I actually I have a soft spot for Ghost Rider. Like they Yeah just they're terrible, but they're so much fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, they are. Drive Angry was just bonkers. Mm. <laughs> he's like yeah, he, he he's he's a industry unto himself. Yeah.
0: I still can't escape um raising Arizona though. Oh. <laughs> there's a lot to like in that movie.
1: There is a lot to like
0: in that movie, and he's certainly one of those things in it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, given the the man's very very huge catalogue of works, do we have a favourite film that he's in? Ooh. I know that's a big question, and Paddington Two is not an acceptable answer. <laughs> I'm
2: actually I'm a I think Lord of War was one of those movies that like just yeah. I was—I don't know how old I was. I saw it at the cinema, and it like floored me. It was one mm. of the first times I think I saw one of those movies that felt viciously honest. It is a good film. Mm. I'd have that's to go the only point movie I could right. tolerate Jared Leto in too, because he's a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> well, he gets shot, so <laughs> yeah, he dies. Watch that. Um,
0: for me, it has to be one that's going to have repeat viewings without an issue. And um, I mentioned raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. as one of those but i'm actually getting the feeling that this might be one of them yeah <laughs> this is it yeah, of massive
2: talent. yeah. Mm-hmm. um
0: i really enjoy his comedy like I, yeah. I, I think when he does comedy he does it extremely well um there's there's ob- obviously dodgy ones out there um but you know when i think it's of raising and pies it, yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. and this one um even um what is it called it was a uh, is it peggy sue got married or something and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep time travel one and he's rewriting the beatles <laughs> she loves you um yeah it's he is really really good in the comedies so that's my preference for his films um yeah. i can see how he works with action films but it just doesn't make me go back to the rock or quiet <laughs> <laughs>
1: My favourite is, and um, I'm going to go for one of the big ones, I love Face Off.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I, I just love I that movie. I have it for years.
1: It's just Nicolas Cage, you know, trying to be Tron Travolta with John Travolta trying to be Nicolas Cage, and it's directed by John Lewis. It's, it's too, nuts. It's Two
2: weird actors in yeah. one movie.
1: Yeah, it's just nuts, <laughs> and I love every bit of it.
2: <laughs> should watch that again. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say I'd have to rewatch that because it's been a very, very wow. long time since I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. I, I do remember that they both sort of pulled off the mannerisms of each other quite well. So Yeah,
1: they did a great job. Mm-hmm.
0: I just remember the movie in total though wasn't that crash
2: hot. So <laughs> it's just me. Silly, yes. Yeah, it's silly. <laughs> what a weird concept to begin with. <laughs> I mean, it's no command, but
1: No, it's not.
2: (laughs) The unbearable weight of massive talent. Thank you, Nicolas Cage. Thank you.
1: And thank you, Pedro Pascal. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Thanks, Pedro.
0: Thank you, everyone who made that film. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it might
2: might end up on a top five list for the year somehow.
0: Oh, yeah, easy. More (laughs) than bearable film. (laughs) Not the unbearable. It's the bearable weight of that talent.
2: Thanks, guys. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason.
1: And I'm still Monica.
2: Popped Motherfucking Culture is produced by Jason Eddie, Monica Porto, and Scott Sauda. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm trying to. Nick Cage a little he, anyway if you're enjoying the show please I invite you to jump on to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review be very grateful and grateful and it would stop the tears the music at the end of this episode was Happy Together by the Turtles thanks guys I'll we'll catch you next week on Pop Culture